the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, Business Coach at Relauncher. For those in Melbourne, I'm heading your way in July. On the 25th of July, I'll be speaking at Serotonin Cafe for a Christmas in July event hosted by Josh, who's the founder of S3 Studio. While I'm in Melbourne, I'm also going to be hosting a table talk breakfast, and this will be on the 26th of July, so that's the Friday morning. Details can be found on my website at relauncher.com.au. There will be a small group of business owners, so if you would like to come along, please book your seat today. Everyone is invited. Magic always happens away from the everyday, so this is our opportunity. And my final words before I introduce today's guest for the podcast is all about Sticky Studio. Sticky is my second business, which creates beautiful websites, branding guidelines, logos, and online programs. We also do social media management, marketing support, packaging design, and a whole lot more. You can find all the details at stickystudio.com.au or simply just drop us an email through the website. If you're wanting beautiful branding, we can certainly help you at Sticky Studio. Today's podcast episode is with Monique Bolland, co-founder of New Zest with her father, Trevor Bolland. New Zest is nature's powerful premium nutritional products, which are plant-based, allergen-free and with no artificial ingredients. In this episode, we talk about how New Zest began their business journey, their international markets, marketing, and also their MS fundraising campaign. Hi, Monique. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm really well. I came across you at a recent yoga event, and we were saying when we first met, it was probably around about nine years ago. It was, and I was in a completely different business when we first met. Incredible. The journey of business or entrepreneurs, people are always moving into different chapters, which makes it so exciting. So to introduce you to our listeners here at the Mindful Biz Podcast, I would love you to introduce yourself. My name's Monique Bolland. I actually first met Alison, as she said, nine or or ten years ago when I was running a health and detox spa. We crossed paths again recently when she attended an event run by my new company, which is New Zest Natural Products. Um, It's a nutritional supplement company that I started with my dad back in 2011. Tell us about the New Zest product. So we are a boutique supplement range. We started out with just two products back in the day. We had our Good Green Stuff, which is like an all-in-one multi-nutrient support, and Clean Lean Protein, which is a vegan pea protein. Um, We've since expanded our line over the years. Not a lot, but we have added a few products here and there. Uh, We added our Kids Good Stuff, which is like a kids multi-nutrient, and that was just because we had so many customers asking, can I give the Good Green Stuff to my children? So we thought there's a market for this, mums are looking to make their kids healthy too. Um, And the other request we kept getting was they love the convenience of all-in-one nutrition and we thought what can we do to make it even easier so we bought out our products in a bar form yeah so so the the original products are in like a powder form a bit like a protein powder so it's very exactly using exactly so our core supplements are powder that you mix in water or juice liquid 
and then the supplementary products are the bars. Yeah, the bars are amazing. How many protein, How many bars do you have? We just have two different flavours. We've got a vanilla almond and a cacao coconut. Right. And then our uh, multivitamin bar, which is the good green stuff in a bar form. Yeah. So how have you gone about marketing the products over the years? Typical startup, we have tried everything. Um, (laughs) A little bit of background to how we're structured is we have a licensing, our, our distribution model is a licensing deal with different licensees around the world. So each country essentially operates independently. They they have the licence to operate as Newsest and their responsibility is sales and marketing in their region. So it's not quite the same as working with a big company where you control all of the marketing ventures and output all around the world. What we do is try to centralise as much as we can, but then each country is sort of works with us to launch the product in their own market. Right. So would um, you say that you, so are you in the head office as such? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I sit in head office in Sydney and our role is to support these licensees to help them launch and market the products around the world. And so we have tried different things from day one. You know, when we first launched, we launched in New Zealand and they're actually still probably our best distributor just because I think it was partly the time that we entered the market and the way we went about it like we in New Zealand our strategy was to just get in front of as many consumers as we possibly could as quickly as we possibly could so we did a lot of events a lot of trade shows uh, a lot of sponsorships anywhere that we could get the product in people's hands so they could actually smell it, taste it, ask questions. So did you do a lot of samplings as well then, I assume? Yeah, but more face-to-face samplings than sending out sample sachets, which I know in some of our more, in some of our bigger markets, like the USA, for example, it's not feasible to go around and do a whole lot of in-store tastings. So over there, our approach has been sending out a lot of sample sachets to get customer feedback. Yeah. And introduce them to the product. Um, whereas in New Zealand, it's a smaller area. We had a bigger team. Um, being able to actually get them to try the product then and there, we found we got a better return. Yeah. Did you find that when people tried and sampled the product, they then bought while they're there? Or is it more like it created brand awareness and when they saw it in the future, then they'd purchase it? Most would buy on the spot. Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, they're at these events, which means they're, you know, if we're at the gluten-free show or a vegan show, they're looking for products like ours. Mm. So it's not like going into it. It's not a cold call. So we probably get a better return or a better instant return when we get people to actually try the product then and there. Was there a reason why you launched in New Zealand first? Um, My dad and I are actually Kiwis. so. So you knew the market. That and we actually started our manufacturing in New Zealand for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. But <laughs> right. we, still, we still do manufacture our good green stuff in New Zealand, but we moved the manufacturing of clean lean protein and the bars over to Australia just because we, we scaled up and outgrew the facility in Auckland. Incredible. So when you first launched in New Zealand, how long did you stay in that market solely before you then launched in Australia? Oh, only a few months. Oh, okay. So it'll happen quite a long quickly. Time. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen quite quickly. We rolled out our first three distributors were actually New Zealand, Australia, and Hong Kong. 
and they all rolled out within a year of each other. Then our next push was into the US market and that probably came a year later. So when, when you launched in Hong Kong, did you have much knowledge of the markets over there or did you go over there and do an expo and break into the market that way? Well, the, we had a licensee in Hong Kong. We already had them organised. Yeah. And to be honest, that the Hong Kong market for us hasn't been overly successful. Um, it's a completely different way of doing business to Australia and New Zealand and I think we just weren't prepared what we've noticed are our most successful markets are the ones that actually operate where our demographic and the consumer base is fairly similar to what we see in here in Australia. Yeah. It means we understand the consumer, so we understand how to get the message across to them. So much easier. So who would you say then is your core demographic? Uh, predominantly female. Uh, traditionally female because she's usually the buyer for the household. Um, we find most of our customers would be between probably late 20s and early 40s. If they don't have children, they're in that sort of age where they're thinking about it. So some of the ingredients like we have in our Good Green stuff, we have natural folate instead of folic acid. And any woman who's gone through the whole trying to get pregnant stage or you know, carried a baby to term understands the necessity of folate during pregnancy. So we have little points of difference like that that really appeal to our target demographic. Yeah. So do you market your product that way? In which way, sorry? In the fact that you've got folate acid, you know, just saying like your points of differentiation from others in the market. We do. We yeah. do. We have particularly, I mean, the good green stuff and clean lean protein are like, yin yang so the complexity of good green stuff is what the simplicity is to clean lean protein um with clean lean protein it's all about you know we have maximum of in our essential range we have maximum of i think five ingredients it's basically pure pea protein isolate with natural flavors and that's the biggest selling point for that product is how simple it is mm. whereas with good green stuff we have 76 ingredients and it's wow We've done a lot of research into the science behind not just which ingredients to include, but which forms of those ingredients. So things like with the folate, rather than using folic acid, we use natural folate because something like 30% of some populations can't actually properly convert folic acid into the natural usable form of folate. So all these people that are taking supplements thinking that they're packed with folic acid, aren't necessarily getting the full benefit of that ingredient. Wow. So we wow. do spend a lot of time marketing those really specific ingredients that we've done the research behind. So do you find then, given that, that, you know, you aligning or educating naturopaths or nutritionists is like a good sort of partnership for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think some of our... Most successful marketing ventures have been direct to practitioners and working with those practitioners to make sure they understand the product and how to, how to recommend it to their customers. Yeah, because they would have those people coming to them for solutions, so it just makes sense that your product would then be, um, you know, recommended to them. Yeah, so we have, we have a whole separate suite of marketing collateral for our practitioners versus our general D2C customers. Mm. So have you had to do much education behind the product? Definitely. 
Yeah. Has that been one of the biggest hurdles so far? I would say yes. Um, There's a lot of competition on the market in this space, especially in Australia, and it is really hard to differentiate yourself because at the top level, everyone's saying the same message. You know, everyone's saying, particularly with greens, it's, you know, it's full of greens, it's got vitamins, it's gluten-free, it's vegan, kind of ticks all those boxes, but it's when you get into the deeper level, like what I was just touching on with the actual specific forms of ingredients that we've chosen and the quantities of those ingredients that we've included in the formula, it requires a lot of education because people need to understand vitamin D is not just vitamin D. There's a big difference between vitamin D2 and vitamin D3. Amazing. So have you had to reformulate many times over the years or have you kept to the original ingredients We have tweaked the formula for Good Green Stuff once and we will be doing it again in the near future. Um, Our lead formulator, Dr. Robert McKirk, is based over in the UK and he basically, he lobbies at government levels for to have changes made to the regulations when it comes to nutritional supplements. So he takes the latest scientific research and tries to get the governments up to speed. He also then takes that latest scientific research and applies it to our products to make yeah. sure that we're always always ahead of the game. Yeah. You've got quite a team within New Zealand. So was it difficult to find all these right people to come on board? The crazy thing is most of these people found us. Really? So we... <laughs> That's a dream. We, we've never gone out and sought distributors. Uh, we've never gone out and sought formulators we've never gone out and sought uh, ambassadors and advocates for the product it's all happened organically which is kind of amazing when you think about it that is incredible so when you first started it was yourself your dad who else us and a sales rep so it was three of you (laughs) yeah in the office for a long time and then obviously we had what do you think that was probably only the first, gosh, I'm trying to remember, six months to a year it was just yeah. three of us. That's post-launch. So obviously yes. there was the, the 12 months of prep yeah. leading up to launching a brand. Yes. And then we had, our, we had our team in New Zealand. So we've always had these, we've always had these international connections. Mm. But at the core of it, the global head office is still tiny. Yeah. Wow, because it's it's a big brand now. Yeah, we're um, you know from our humble beginnings launching in the office in Auckland, we're now available in at last count seventeen countries, um, seventeen countries, three or four different languages on our labels now. Wow, that's incredible. With with the different languages, have you had to change the branding or the look and the feel of the labels much, or is it quite universal? Every market has specific requirements when it comes to regulatory compliance. So we will have one product, we'll have a different label for Australia versus the USA versus the UK. Those ones are all fairly similar, but then we get into things like our Arabic labels for the Middle East, which require English and Arabic translation. And then Thailand actually has been the the one that came out of the blue that we've We've had huge success in Thailand with our clean lean protein, really? but we weren't allowed to call it clean lean protein. So in Thailand, it's called New Zest Pea Protein. 
Do you know why you weren't allowed to call it? That- Just specific requirements around what constitutes a health claim. Ah, oh, okay. Clean and lean are both um, banned words for Hey, <gasps> There you go. So what's your particular role within the company? My role is global brand manager. So I oversee all of the branding, packaging and marketing at a global scale. Then I work, so we'll create the... Uh, we'll create the ads, the collateral, the everything that our licensees need. And then I work with the marketing teams around the world to make sure that they're implementing everything properly. Incredible. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever see yourself, you know, in the past looking forward doing a role like this? Well, my background is actually... Back in the day, my degrees in graphic design and web development. So I've always been in the creative space and then starting my own business, the health spa where you and I met. Yeah. Um, I mean, as the business owner there, my role was a bit of everything. So the marketing and design and everything came under that. Yeah. And I guess it's just a natural progression to keep evolving. Working, keep evolving, exactly. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the New Zealand Challenge and MSRA? So a bit of background to that. The reason <laughs> New Zealand started going, done this all backwards. Right back. um, the reason New Zealand started is because I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 22. That led my dad and I on this huge discovery journey into natural therapies because for those who know anything about MS, there is no cure yet. Um, And it wasn't a prognosis that either of us were willing to accept. So I started studying nutrition. I opened my health spa. My dad got straight into the supplement industry. He was um, marketing and distributing. We came together to start Newsest in 2011. And this company wouldn't exist if it wasn't for my diagnosis. So our company stands behind MSRA and MS Research globally. We do everything we can to support them. Their latest initiative at MSRA is they've called it the um, it's the Great Wall of China Challenge, which basically you can purchase a ticket and you can help raise money for MS Research by walking the Great Wall of China. Newsest globally has purchased eight of those tickets and we're giving them away to customers. In Australia, you just have to visit newsest.com.au and sign up in the entry form. I believe the winners are going to be announced on World MS Day, which is coming up in about a week and a half. Wow. Oh, my gosh. All expenses paid, eight-day trek and tour. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Is your dad going? No, unfortunately, too busy. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the case, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, then. So, basically, if we go to the website and then you can sign up, then you've got the chance. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. Yeah, and they'll be drawing that. So, it's World MS Month at the moment. So, we're doing a lot of awareness around MS research and it accumulates on World MS Day when they'll be announcing the winners. Yeah, and you're also driving awareness through your Instagram account. Is that right? Yes, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, website. Half of our company has signed up to the Kiss Goodbye to MS. It's called the May 50K, which is basically walk or run 50K 
during the month of May to raise money for MS. All right. So they can do that in, that's obviously not just in one hit. They just do it throughout the month. Yeah, just throughout the month of May, which it sounds like a lot, but if you break it down, it's only 1.6 kilometres a day. Oh, that's nothing. So our whole office is doing it. I think half of the uh, News Est Australia is doing it. That's great. What a great initiative. And if you're a runner, you could probably sign up now and still complete the 50K before the end of the month. You're absolutely right. There you go. So where can they sign up? That'll be on the Kiss Goodbye to MS website. Website. Okay, fabulous. So, Monique, where can everyone find out about New Zest? If you can just let us know the URL, that'd be great. So, in Australia, you want to visit newzest.com.au. So that's N-U-Z-E-S-T dot com dot A-U. Monique, thank you so much for joining us here today. Not a problem. Thank you for having me.